At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, breathe deep. Oh, big stretch. Big stretch. Oh, boy, I need a haircut. Look at that. Look at that. Silver Fox, yes! Oh my gosh, I feel good. I feel great. I hope you're all doing okay. Let's uh let's go over the vitals of this thing. It is uh Monday, uh May 24th, 2021. This show comes to you each and every weekday morning right here from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. This is Patriot Nick, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, where if you don't like what the host says, he'll threaten to fight you in the streets. Hey, I'm a girl. Wait, that's not the right clip. Guess I have to fight you in the street now. There you go. Now, here's your host. I'll fight you in the street. Eric Zane. I don't care where it is. I will fight you in the street. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, Appreciate that, Nick. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is a daily. I got a stupid grin on my face because something fun is about to happen. Oh my god! This is a daily show where I talk about news, nonsense, and my personal adventures Monday through Friday, right here. It uh, happens live at about this same time, 8 a.m. Eastern. Uh, you can uh, check it out live as it happens. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. That's E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Wait a minute. Uh, E-R-V-I. Yeah. N-E-S. Irvine. For a second there, I thought, have I been spelling that wrong for like years now? Huh? Uh, Irvine's.com. A Twitter. Uh, uh, <laughs> my problem is it's like I'm stoned. Twitter Periscope video brought to you by Blue Frost IT at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. You can enjoy it. Uh, you can enjoy it on YouTube as well. Eric Zane Show on YouTube, where I got yet another YouTube ticket the other day. I don't know why they they even bother. I mean, why is that? If all they do is send me, hey, yeah, you've got another copyright issue. You you're you're not you're not in trouble. We're just letting you know. I'm like, well, what's the point? Why, if if you're not going to do it, I think I think what that means is I can't monetize it, and it's like, oh, whatever. I'm not making any money on that anyway, so I don't care. And that stems from when I bust out the karaoke tracks and sing my ass off, which I have not yet found a song when I sing karaoke on Patreon. I haven't really sung it too much on uh, on the regular uh, daily free podcast. I usually sing on Patreon. Um, and everybody loves it. They, they just think it's great, especially Kenny. And so I haven't really found a song that I can do yet. There have been a couple like bars or verses or something like that that I think I've, I'm able to pull it off, but really they're all massively out of tune and it sounds tone deaf and it's, it's embarrassing. But um, I may have found a song to sing. So at, at some point I'll have to bust that out. You never know when that's going to happen. It's just stupid. Okay, 
So there's that too. Instagram, Eric Zane Show on Instagram. Brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you ever need to reach out to me, do so on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox. Eric at EricZaneShow.com for any thoughts, concerns uh, that you may have. Shoreliners Striping, stripe the parking lot. Uh, that's that's key. Shorelinerstriping.com. Thank you so much for being part of the show. My pals over at Shoreliners. Okay. Oh, man. Um, my brain is kind of going in like 10 directions right now with uh, things to talk about. And um, I've, got, I've got audio that I just cannot wait to share with you today. And I'll get to that in a second from the uh, my color commentary effort as part of the West Michigan Ironmen football game, arena football. In fact, let me just get after that now. Just so you know, um, I really, re- this might be the most enjoyable thing that I do. And uh, the very first time I worked for the arena football team was right at the start of the lockdown, you know, over a year ago, March of last year. Did a football game. Days later, they, they shut everything down. So that was it. I, I did one football game inside of Mercy Health Arena for the West Michigan Ironmen. Ironmen. And uh, I was just uh, like the PA announcer. But... The folks over at the football team this year, they said, hey, we um, we want to have you as part of the uh, uh, play-by-play team, the uh, broadcast team. Now, this I've indicated before, this is not the NFL on Fox, okay? We got a few cameras. You got a lot of people that are just getting their start in the business technically in terms of like camera operation and switching and things like that. But it is it is up and running. And there are uh, there are people that watch this, believe it or not. There are fans of indoor football that uh, that watch it, fans of the Ironmen, family members of the players, things like that. Um, so team does their best to put out a, a product. And, uh, all right, so great. They asked me to be the color commentator for the games. And um, the idea is... <laughs> the idea is that I get in there, and uh, the play-by-play guy, a dude named Trevor, uh, Trevor something Polish, Tolidson, I believe is how you say his name, or Tolzitsky, or I don't know. He calls himself the dude. Trevor the dude Tolzik, Tolz Polish, Tolz, Tolzki Polish. I have no idea. He's a play-by-play guy. And then I'm like, you know, oh my gosh, yeah, that was a, that was a great drive by the Ironmen. But uh, I have, uh, I have been given the green light to basically just be me. And so you, I have a straight man doing the play-by-play and me basically acting like an asshole uh, and saying whatever the hell I want. And this is now the second time I've ever done this, just this past uh, 
game, and uh, there's there's only like one get one more home game, and I actually can't make that one, and I'm I'm upset that I can't. I'm like ah, oh, because it is just so much fun to sit there and talk shit about everything onto a, onto a football broadcast. So, uh, in this most recent game which I, I did publicize. I go, hey, watch me or listen to me do color commentary here. It's just a target-rich environment for, for doing shit that I love to do. If any of you, I took inspiration, if any of you remember a TV show called Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, which uh, it's, it's an old-school Japanese game show where people have, like, fall off of a platform into the water. It's kind of like uh, that TV show that you see from time to time called Wipeout here in the U.S. They did this back in the 80s. It was called Takeshi's Castle. And um, the some company took the um, uh, action and dubbed in their own voices, and they put all these sexual innuendos, Kenny Blankenship, and uh, that was the name of the, the, the characters who are the announcers, and I forget the uh, – Vic – Vic Romano and Kenny and Kenny Blankenship. And so they said, oh, yeah, she got hit ball. She just got teabagged or something like that. And they're, they're doing this stupid announcing. I, I kind of pulled a little bit out of that in order to do this, except I'm trying to also uh, it's not that extreme, but I am. So I'm being real, but it's just very loosey goosey and stupid. And my God. As each minute of the game passes, I'm getting, I, I'm, I'm testing the waters of what more that I can say. And I haven't quite gotten to as far as I want to yet of how I want to do this. So my approach is I'm going to see how far I can go before someone says, all right, pull it back a little bit. So um, in this uh, 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 telecast or broadcast of the game on the live stream, there's example after example of me being an idiot uh, in this game. And um, there's so much material from just this last game. And I, I basically was short on time, of course, getting ready for this show. I was only able to, to uh, gar- grab a few clips. But uh, wh- what I think I can do is I can... I can um, there's there's so much material that for several days I'll be able to go back and say all right this is this was earlier in the game so but I I was able to get a few uh, clips of this but before I, I I play the clips from the game of me doing color commentary for the West Michigan Ironmen let me just say I had a, a a big crew there we I the Ironmen are so good to me and first of all let me just say this the football team kicks everybody's ass they are. They're they're really kind of finding their way as a team and where they want to be. All right, and and what they do is they're in this league and they're much better than every team in the league. So they beat the shit out of everybody. And uh, this most recent game was the first game that anybody scored on them. They had been like it's like sixty six nothing, eighty four to zero. I mean, just these just these smashings and this this team from pennsylvania actually actually had the lead on them for a period of time and then finally uh the boys got it together and started kicking their ass and they ended up beating the shit out of them uh and let me just say 
we we um we had a, a big crew of people there. I I know Throat Slash Dale with his amazing blended family brought like ten kids with them. And so it's Dale and Sarah, and they're sitting there probably looking at each other, getting ready to, hey, let's go find a place to have sex, because that's what these two do. Dale and Sarah are so are like uh, two crazy sexual deviants, and they just can't get enough of each other. And they're they're constantly porking in public places. It's just horrible. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you animals? So these uh, the, these two are sitting there probably looking at each other with a wayward eye, and Dale's probably holding her up like a bowling ball. And it's just, oh, God, stop. Just stop having sex everywhere you go. So there's that going on. I had John from Horizon Hydroponics and his lovely better half, uh, Bridget, uh, there and their their kids. So that that was – and then John left his freaking phone at the arena, and he calls me, hey, I can't get my phone. I go, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? I don't know. So I um, – and then um, I, I, I reached out to the folks of the arena. They ended up finding the phone. So John had to drive all the way back and uh, probably slowed him down from the day's adventure of getting stoned. But uh, all right, yeah, finally got back there. And then uh, who else did we have? We had the Schaefers there as well. They they uh, they I told you I had a ton of tickets. So they had eight people there, the Schaefers. So they got these huge pot, Josh Brown and Mendy and and their kids were there and you got like, the kids are just, you know, uh yeah, you ever like when you were a kid uh uh, your, your parents take you somewhere and then you just play your ass off. I mean, the kid and the kids look like they just ran a marathon after the game. I go walking over, I see him and the kids are all sweaty. They're like, let's go home and go to bed. They like burn so much energy. They were dancing on the camera, having a good time doing Facebook or not Facebook doing uh Fortnite dances. It was just incredible. And then these players are just crushing each other. So the beer was cold. The beer was cheap. I think it might not be cheap. But, man, it was great. And, uh, you know, I just I, – I, I love the vibe. Um, it was just it was just sweet, man. I, I just really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so uh, thanks to everybody who came out. And uh, because the Ironman, they, they gave me um, – they for every game, they give me like 13, 14 tickets for that one little Zane zone up there. And then they also gave me an additional 35 tickets. Uh-oh. Hold on. Diana has just reached out in the comments. Hello, nurse. I need help getting my underwear on. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, I see that. Poor thing. Okay, you guys, hang on there. I got to take care of this action. Hold on. Uh, all right, I'll be right back.
disturb. Turn off do not disturb. Idiot. Okay. Takes a village. Had to uh, pull up her, her underwear and her and her pants. And then she goes, I need my deodorant on. Now, she can't lift her arm to get the deodorant on. So I put it on the one side. And this is like a secret, you know, strong enough for a man but made for a woman. The other arm, you can't, like, lift the underarm, the arm to get access to her under. So I have to, like, take my fingers and, and scrape it on the deodorant and get a big, like, wad of deodorant and then, like, rub it under her arm. I'm, like, going... And then, uh, and now my fingers smell like deodorant. No, I didn't wash my hands. I got to get back here and do the show. Shut up. Story about Whitmer caught eating dinner. See this deal? Stupid dumbass. If you're going to be the governor to be the, the uh, top dog screw for the world when it comes to COVID, you cannot. I know we're nearing, we're, there's light at the end of the tunnel for the, uh, for the pandemic. But if, I mean, everybody's going to have their eye on you. You cannot be uh, this aggressive about everything for as long as you have and then uh, get even one toe out of line that makes you look like you are breaking your own rule. That is a, that is a bad thing to do. It's a bad look. You can't do that. They, they found her, somebody, <laughs> because you know if you go into a public place, I mean, you're the governor. Just fucking have a meal at home. Why would you do this? Why would you go out to a public place and then slide the tables close together, you asshole? Yesterday, I went with friends to a local restaurant, Whitmer said in a statement obtained by the, what, uh, some newspaper, the Detroit Free Press. As more people arrived, this is at the Landshark Bar and Grill. As more people arrived, the tables were pushed together. Because we were all vaccinated, we didn't stop to think about it. In retrospect, I should have thought about it. I am human. I made a mistake, and I apologize. All right. So now, you know, everybody is like, oh, yeah, look at that. She's a, she's a total. She's a scumbag. She's the worst person on the planet. And yeah, there you go. Josh is like, her and her family think they're above the law. No, you asshole. She just said she made, didn't think about it. She made a mistake and she apologized. How many times have we done that? We have all done this. We have all fucked up and said, oh, sorry, no big deal. But you dicks get so bent out of shape about this. You're like, oh, that shows she is a Nazi and she should die. Uh, and then Nick, if you're going to be an authoritarian uh, authoritarian politician you better realize you aren't above your own authority no i i don't think i think she just fucked up i think she's just an idiot that's all you got to do that's all you got to say i mean who gives a shit it happened so what you, you pick up the pieces you say you're sorry you move on isn't that the way it works is it is that not is that what what i mean what do you want what do you want at this point what do you what are you looking to get out of the deal just be able to take your finger and stick it in her eye. All right, go ahead. Stick it in her eye. Okay, now what? Jesus. She's just a hypocrite. Do as I say, not as I do. Give me a break, bitch. 
Andrea, you're such a fucking asshole. Chris calls her an idiot. Yes, she. this is an idiot thing to do. There's no question. There's no question. Uh, but, I mean, my God, you guys act like it's the end of the fucking world. Okay? Jesus. All right. That isn't what this is about. I'm still talking about the football team because, my God, was that awesome. Oops. All right. Hold on a second. I got to get back on track here. Um, at the game, let me just describe this to you. It's me. To my left is uh, Trevor Polish. And this other dude who I don't know his name. Now, all I can figure out about, I, I don't know his name. And I think he does something with the social media. I'm not, I don't know anything. I've seen him there. And let me just say, you ever like interact with someone and then one second after you meet them, you get the impression that they're just, uh, I don't know. They just don't have a way with dealing with when things, um, like on a professional level. Like, for example, uh, during the broadcast on uh, Saturday, we started, I have no sound in my headphones. I need that. And so I wait, and I'm trying to, now I, I got to be able to hear Trevor next to me. And so the the headphones on, it's restricting my hearing. So even if whatever he's saying, I can barely hear it because it's not coming through my headphones. So I just pull one ear off and then I'm able to interact with him. Okay. So I'm thinking, all right, we're doing the game. I can't really stop in and go, Hey, guess what guys? My headphones don't work. You know, it's kind of like, and you don't have commercial breaks really. Uh, uh, so I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? So time passes. And, uh, then um, after a period of time, 10, 15 minutes, I have no headphones still. I write a note and I slide it to someone. My headphones don't work. They start doing troubleshooting. Eventually they get it. Well, my point is on this, that you know, you don't, you don't freak out. You just kind of get, get through it and show must go on. Even if it is, you know, whatever, a Twitch stream or a Facebook stream of an indoor arena football game uh, and a very, very small time effort. But this dude next to Trevor is like way not able to solve any problems without getting enraged. So there might have been some confusion at some point, and and Trevor is giving him like a nonverbal as to what he should do. And this guy is is giving him this really aggressive, aggressive like uh, uh, hand gestures. He's kind of like a, a younger uh, uh, version, a cleaner version of the NFK. So he's like, you know, he's like making all these gestures and you can tell he's very irritated about, and I don't know what the problem, I don't know what Trevor is having an issue with. I'm trying not to pay attention and I'm almost like intimidated by this guy and I want to scream at him to get him to shut the fuck up uh, or stop carrying on like a, like an asshole so that we can continue on without having this distraction. But something's going on. So something is happening between these two. I don't know what. And uh, now during the game, we will stop doing um, when there is like a timeout on the field and then the uh, Effie, the foundry bull, that's the mascot comes out and he's shooting T-shirts into the crowd or whatever. I have to like, hey, fans, who wants a T-shirt brought to you by Sport Clips? Make some noise. if you want. That's in the arena only. Okay. And uh, so... There's kind of similar to like the Griffins, like I've talked about before, there's a little switch that needs to be triggered. And then my mic goes from 
not only being on the on the stream, the live stream, but is heard throughout the building. So there are times on the stream when you'll hear me like start talking like that. So, okay, and but uh, for some reason it's not working quite the way they want it to, and this happens time and again throughout the the, the contest. And then uh, I I go and I use the restroom, and then I come back later at like at halftime. I come back and there's a second mic in a case, uh, in a like a little carrying case, zip shut right where I sit. And I'm like, well, why is that microphone there? And no one explains anything to me. And I take the mic and I set it next to me and I don't know what's up. No one's spoken. Uh, my point of all this is communication, uh, especially with this gentleman, gentleman is shit. Okay. So as the game goes on, it's, it's time for me to do another uh, in, in arena promo. And I'm speaking into my mic and uh, there's, there's feedback and people are like putting their hands over their ears and it's like way weird. And I see this guy get enraged again, his eyes, you know, roll in the back of his head. He starts spitting out, you know, uh, a venom and his head spins around and he's, you know, his head explodes. And then he gets up, he walks over where I am. He grabs that microphone like real aggressively and like, you know, just a temper tantrum style. And I'm just standing there watching him and Trevor's watching him. And then he turns it on and he slams it down right in front of me and walks away. He doesn't say a fucking word. And so I'm like, you know, this is not the way you communicate as an adult. You just say, hey, we're switching things up now. If you would have just said, and, and he's, he loves, maybe he's deaf or something and he can't speak. I have no idea. This guy is such a dick. Okay. And you might be like, holy shit, Zane, aren't you worried about uh, pissing him off? I go, no, no. I, and I'm like, no, I, I'm not. And there's a reason why. Uh, so I realized because the, the team is constantly always saying to me, hey, give us some feedback of how we do things. And uh, so then I, I reach out to the guy who runs the show over there and I go, hey, he's actually the head coach of the football team, too. And, he, you know, people wear many hats there. And uh, I reach out to him. I go, hey, what the fuck is up with this guy? Uh, what what does he have a big role with the team? Is in, And the guy goes, no, none. I go, oh, good. Well, he's an asshole. And so I'm like talking about this fucking idiot. I go, I don't know what his fucking problem is, but he's just a fucking hyper fool. And so. It's like way hilarious, this whole dynamic of this guy. But I didn't let that rain on my parade at all. I mean, I wasn't going to let this guy, um, uh, you know, spoil the fun, okay? Uh, Trevor and I are just having an absolute ball, and I've got four clips for you. If if I had more time, I would have gotten all of the clips, and we wouldn't be talking about anything more than just what happened in that game. But... Uh, I, I lifted the first four as they just kind of rolled in. I was listening to the game um, for the few minutes I had before this show started. And these are just the first four. And they got pro- progressively, I got progressively more uh, brave in the things that I would say. Okay. Uh, and this just, this first clip just kind of gives you an idea of how ridiculous it is. Um, the, uh, they, the other team kicks off. Now, from what I'm understanding, uh, well, you obviously can't, like, kick it as hard as you can. The scoreboard's low there. You can easily hit the ceiling. You can, in fact, one time a guy hit the scoreboard, and it was hilarious. I don't have that clip now, but I will for another show. This guy kicks the ball, and it, and it spins so weird when he kicks it. And I don't know if he did it on, in, on purpose or what. 
and then it hits the turf and it goes flying in a crazy direction like you wouldn't believe it. And then I responded to that. Here you go. Kick is going to go back. It'll bounce wow, high. What did that hit a rock? What Mike, happened there? Mike Wynn nearly muffs it and said we'll fall on it at the 20 yard line. Did you see that? First of all, when he kicked it, it was spinning like a top. And then it like, I don't know. I think it, it hit the edge of our uh, of our midfield logo where it goes from that different material. That was the, the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was like uh, a, a Quidditch match with Snape uh, telling the ball to do weird things. But there's your Harry Potter reference for the game. Yeah, I'll take your word for that. I'm not a big Harry Potter guy myself. But. <laughs> okay, if any nerds got that joke, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Okay, so you got Trevor there. Oh, Trevor kind of like does this when he's doing his announcing. He, he hasn't yet gotten the chops of an announcer. So he has good knowledge, but hello, everyone. This is Trevor, and he's kind of doing that thing when he's speaking. Uh, there's a there's a, a player on the team named Dakota Smith, who is uh, he, he I've been communicating with Dakota. He him and I talk about the games, and he's uh, I guess he was a standout football player locally, and I guess an all state wrestler, and uh, not a not a gigantic man. He's uh, about my height, but I think he's like 200 pounds. Um, he is uh, he's running the ball here, and he gets tackled. It throws it to a safety belt, Dakota Smith. He's got some blockers. Oh, and he's just tripped up. By, by the way, when I pulled these clips, I had to hold the phone up to the mic, and Daisy, it was pulling in Daisy's audio of her snoring. So if you hear the dog snoring in the background, that's what that is. Mike Wynn just missed the block and a great tackle from Moses Ulysses. Otherwise, Dakota would have had his second receiving touchdown. A lot of space. You know, gets the ball, makes a move, and listen to that. Lots of space. I'm trying to be like, uh, you know, a, a, a normal color commentator. I have no idea what I'm even talking about. Touchdown. A lot of space. You know, gets the ball, makes a move, and uh, and, uh, and off he scoots. You know, he just, he just looks. He's the type of player that you have to say he's scooting. He sure certainly is. They said he was just one oh. shoestring tackle away from getting back to the end zone. Violent fall too, you know. I was when 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 they hit him that low. I'm just waiting for a foot to fall off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that gives you an idea of how it's going. Uh, this this moment here. Um. A lot's happening. The other team had a lot of undersized people on their team. Like you wouldn't believe. Like five guys were extremely tiny. And that, that was kind of a thread throughout the game. Tackle ultimately made by number 47. That's going to be Cordell Cotto. I think four guys tackled him with a combined weight of 150 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking some little dudes out there, but they, uh, plus, plus Dakota, he's no gargantuan either. No. But like, I think he outweighed those like guys, guys by like 60 now, pounds. It is now working again. We're good. Sorry. The heck just happened? I, I don't know. Something What's wasn't it? something wasn't working Some right. Guy's now. telling us he's sorry. It's working now. So I guess <laughs> whatever the issue was, it's fixed. I didn't okay. know there was an issue. Thank you for the update, sir. Okay. Boy, Daisy is so snoring in the background of those clips. Damn it. Uh, note to self, don't do that again. Uh normally you can't hear during the actual podcast, but when I'm getting the clips, uh I had she's oh god, it's embarrassing. Uh, okay, now this next play. I, I can tell you that I thought we were going to witness a guy get uh, uh, like an ambulance ride or somebody dying um, because when this guy here catches the ball, 
He then gets flipped around, and he lands right on his head, okay? And, uh, like, right on the top of his head. And then his neck bends in the strangest way, and I was reasonably sure that he had broken his neck, okay? It looked so terrible. And we... uh, he amazingly gets up, and that's when the joke started flying. After, that's that's. Uh, but as it happened, we were like, "Oh my god!" And he guy catches the ball. He is okay. I think he was concussed a little bit, but at the time, I was uh, not convinced that he was going to even be alive. All right, look at this. Right, Marcus oh, Smith. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my goodness! Oh, oh my goodness! He hung on to it. That's a touchdown. But my goodness, I hope he's all right. Oh boy. How is this guy not dead? He's up on his feet. My goodness. Watch this. Watch this. Watch his head. Oh, oh my goodness. That was gross. Uh, one more. Zoom in on his head. Oh, oh my gosh. That was hideous. And he, he caught it. How did that even happen? Holy smokes. Go. Somebody get that to Sports Center Top 10. Hashtag oh, yeah. SC Top 10. Yeah. They don't give any love to indoor football anymore, but that's a top 10 worthy play. Right, yes. And it was a, we almost saw a decapitation in the game. I cannot believe that his head almost fell off. You've seen three already, haven't you? Decapitations before? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, in other leagues, yeah. I've uh, We've had to pick heads up off the turf. Alex Carter will tie the ball game. 14 apiece, 11 minutes. I actually have the... Uh, you can you can see this. I'm gonna uh, throw it up here on the uh, screen share. Hold on a second here. All right, of that actual play when it happened, it it was rough. I was shocked that the guy. Okay, here here we're picking it up as you can see. You know you got the kids doing the fun little game. Let me uh, let me bump ahead here. Okay. I don't want to miss it. Johnson Auto Sales. Okay. We're getting to the point where, okay, there's a hometown hero. Congratulations. Thank you. Dakota. That's when he got it. That's when he got hammered. Okay. Some cute girl will get you a mortgage. We're getting close. Okay, this I think this is the play. Okay, watch this. This guy number five right here is the one who gets hammered. And he lands right about here. Watch this. I'm sorry. Yep, no, this. I'm sorry, I'm getting it wrong. This guy, did you see what just happened to this guy? Watch the, watch the replay of it. And then watch. He gets up here. We I did not expect this guy to get up. Okay, is this guy right here at the top of the screen? Watch. Catches the ball. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Look at that. One more replay. Top of your screen. Oh. Oh, he's like, oh my God. This is terrible. That was a bad, bad career choice. Oh. But uh yeah, he ended up leaving the game. Came back and uh yeah, he he left the game and then he came back onto the field and was and was okay. Um, all right. Um. All right. I see right now 
as we speak here that um, some super sweet lady is uh, enjoying the podcast who I interacted with yesterday. And I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say who, but uh, one of the people that's watched watching, I, I hadn't, I hadn't seen this couple in quite some time. And uh, I interacted with them because of limo work. And I just need to explain to this nice lady that um, something happened in the limousine that you don't know about. And I am going to talk about it. And just so you know, I don't think that um, your daughter was responsible for this. Okay? I think she was kind of a witness to it. Because uh, the, what I'm talking about, and I'm already concerned about this story, which I, which I have to tell you. It is, it is a, as strong of a story on this podcast that I've told. And Dirk, you're not going to make my life any better with those comments. Stop. We're talking about very young kids here. Okay. So don't please. In fact, delete it. If you could, uh, that would, it would make me very, very happy. You're not making this any easier on your pal, Eric, with, with nasty comments like that, because we're talking about very, very young ladies who are in the limousine with me. And, um, there was probably this may have been the most uncomfortable I've been in not just like recent memory or in my history of uh, of being a chauffeur, but in my life. In my life, this may have been the most uncomfortable. Th- it, in fact, I'll just say it. It was the most uncomfortable thing, an awkward, terrible thing that has ever existed, and. Um, so typically what happens in the limo stays in the limo. But, um, and, and that's not true for, cause I tell these stories all the time, but I did not anticipate that mom would actually be in the audience right now. Okay. Um, but I, I have to tell the story. It's an incredible story. Now, you, like I said, you don't have to worry about your little one, but I think, uh, you just got to watch. And you might want to get uh, Mr. involved in this to hear this because as parents, you're going to want to know this. You're going to want to because you, you want to know what your kids are exposed to. And uh, oh, yeah, I, I know you're worried right now, but you got to you got to wait a minute or two till I can finish this what I'm currently talking about. But I got distracted because I see you there. OK. Dirk already is saying, sorry, didn't realize that they were so young. Hey, it's okay. It happens. It's ha- it happens, you know. <laughs> Jason says, all right. So we do not, in fact, I'm going to call you right now. I'm going to, I'm going to bring you on. Okay. I'm going to tell, uh, I need, I need you on here. She's like, shut up and tell me already. I, I'm going to, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to tell you right now, but I'm nervous. I This is screwed up. This is really screwed up. Something happened. Oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I can't, I can't switch it on speaker. I'm going to put you on speaker. Oh, wait, hold, hold on. Uh, I, I got to. All right. 
Oh uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it. Uh, can I can I um, can I say your first name? Well, everybody knows it's you. I don't care, but you better not embarrass me too bad. Well, um, it's it's horrible. It's it's absolutely horrible. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna kill you. Okay, let me just uh, Amanda, uh, welcome. And uh, and and the story goes. Let me just get to it. Um, Oh boy, uh, you, I I got booked to do a birthday party for your your sweet little one is turning thirteen, mm-hmm. and so I show up there and um I I realize it's you and uh, um I'm like oh my god I can't wait to see Amanda and Tom so I pull up to the place and all these sweet little uh, twelve and thirteen year olds roll out of the house and off we go and the plan is we're gonna go get our pictures taken. And uh, and you're and you're you're there. You meet us there, and then we kind of tool around for a little bit, and uh, off we go, having a great time. And then, um, so let me just tell you that as the evening, as the day started, I did think to myself, boy, I wonder if this is going to happen in my brain, a certain scenario. And it turns out it absolutely did happen exactly as I thought it could. So I know you're like, get to it, get to it, but I got to keep the story element going as to how this unfolded. So just be patient with me. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> you're killing me. Yeah, I know it. I know it. And I'm going to tell you, but I got to, I, I can't just rush to the ending. So it's going to take, okay. like a, it's going to take a couple minutes. So I'll just, okay. I'll just tell you directly and then everybody can listen in. Okay. So, um. I'm having a good time driving and I hear them all having a, and they, they, uh, they, they hook up the phone and they're all singing harmony and wonderfully to party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Okay. Yes. Now let me just say that, um, uh, uh, your, your little one was not in charge of the music. I don't know who was, but it wasn't yours. Well, that's good. Cause I'm sure it's going to be a bad story. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it's funny and amazing. Okay. So I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. And I actually uh, have audio. I recorded them singing Party in the USA because it was cute. And so uh, that happened. And uh, I'm not going to play it. but um, And then so as we kept rolling on, I got the impression that whoever was in charge of the music was testing the waters of the, uh, of the one adult who was with them. <laughs> And because I remember being a kid, you you do that and to see if you get a reaction. Yes. So the songs, I, I my ears perked up when I heard, uh, uh, I think a couple of N words. Okay, so I was like, oh boy, that's that's a little that's a little rough. I don't know if I like that. And then I'm like, well, I can't really. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, I don't want. I, I don't want to be that guy. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just driving. I just want to get my passengers to their destination safely, and and that's it. And then um, I heard a couple references to a ball sack or something like that. Oh and I'm like. And then I'm like, oh boy. And then uh, this is over a few minutes. And then they're getting progressively more intense. Okay. And then. Um, you know that one song where they started out and the guy says there's there's some whores in this house. It's called it's called WAP by Cardi B. Oh yes, I'm familiar. Okay, Amanda, that was the thought I had when they oh. came pouring out of the house. I was like, I wonder if, and then I diminished the thought because there's no way that's gonna happen, right? Well, it happened, and I heard that there's some hoes in this house. And I'm like, oh, no, it's the big one. 
and so Did you roll the window up real quick? Oh, absolutely. It was terrible. <laughs> so then I noticed that it was the edited version. Okay. Thank God. But the even the even the edited version is horrible. Okay. Okay. Because the only thing that they don't do is they don't include the 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 one nasty word that begins with P. Okay. Okay. But well, then, that's good. but then I hear up the music stops, and one of the children says, "This isn't the one we want." Oh no! So then they went. They went to the big one, and Amanda, they were all. Well, I don't know if they were all, but there were several young voices singing those all those terrible things. And can you imagine the mortification? I'm like, oh no, what is happening here? Oh my yeah, god, was, this is the beauty of um, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. You don't, yeah. So you know, um, and then I'm like, okay, what do I do? Do I say? Uh, and then so I I was like going to kind of couch it and not include anybody who is who. And then I see you there and I go, well, she's going to hear this story. She's going to hear this story. So um, it was it, now there, there's more to this because I don't think uh, every young lady was on board with this. And here's why, because that was like the the, the nuclear bomb of nasty songs. OK. And then uh, they they stop it, and I hear one of the kids say, "You guys are playing really naughty songs." That okay? had to be my daughter. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, some of the kids were a little bit like, "Okay, this is too much." You know, they they still had that uh, uh, innocence where they weren't, you know, you know, a handful of the kids. You know, the, eventually they're probably all going to be like when they're 25 years old, girls at a bachelor party, but they're not quite there yet. So, no. oh, thank God. So um, then I think that was enough, though. Whoever said that to there was like a um, um, there was almost like a division in the group because of this. And I will say that from that point on, when one of the kids spoke up, they didn't they didn't play any more nasty songs. Thank God. Yeah. But it was I was like, I cannot believe this. It was extreme awkward. And I'm like. Oh boy, what do I do? So uh, <laughs> here we sit, and I'm I'm glad you're taking it the way you're taking it. But well, oh. you know, there's a lot worse things in life. We all know that. Oh However, my gosh, that's pretty terrible. Oh, I'm uh, glad that no one peed their pants in the limo for you, though. Yes, because we did talk about that. Sometimes ladies, in particular, are very very misbehaved. They were not. <laughs> they were not that misbehaved. And so, oh my God. Well, all right. Thank you for corralling them around town. They had a great time. Yeah. Now as a mother, is this, is this something that you go, Hey, uh, honey, we got to talk about this. Is that something you, 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 I mean, I mean, I'm sure I'll bring it up politely and gently, but I'm not going to go at her as, as a punishment. She, she knows what right and wrong is. And unfortunately we can't protect our kids from everything. Right. So just right identifying this maybe wasn't the best choice would be where I'm going to start with this. <laughs> right. Maybe like next. Yeah. Okay. I think that that's wise. I think you're doing a yeah. good thing right there. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I'm glad it wasn't worse. I was on the edge of my seat. Like, Oh, oh no, now people know who I am and this is my child. What is he going to say? Yeah. I would, I would have done that to you. I, 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 I was, a, yeah. it, it just made me uncomfortable. I mean, it was horrible. It was, a, I, I couldn't believe it. I was cringing the whole way. I was like, I've got 12 and 13 year old kids saying terrible things. Oh my God. 
I know. I'm sorry they did that to you. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I think I think if you had to start anywhere, you could say, you know, just you got to understand. You can't talk like that when when you're no. so little and you have a big person. <laughs> Absolutely. There will be a talk. Don't you worry about that. Okay, good. All right. All right. I, I love you very Thanks, much. Eric. All right. Love you too. Bye. Talk to you. Bye. Oh, was so bad. That song, that freaking song has every single time I have been in the car, that song has emerged when there's a group of ladies together. But I did not think, I did not really think that it would, it would hit, you know? Ooh, it was, uh, and, and like I said, it was, it was getting progressively worse. And then there was a pause and the kid, you just hear, ah, they're just chirping away. And then that song starts with that one voice of the guy going, there's some holes in this house. There's some holes in this house. There's some holes in this house. And I'm like, no, oh my God, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it to me. Don't stop. And then, uh, they, uh, I don't know. There, like I said, there was a lot of kids in there. To hear a group of children say, um, I forget how the opening, um, something about pull out game week and uh, slide your nose like a credit card. It's like, uh, God, what the fuck? This people are gonna think this is like a fucking uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein party bus for God's sake. And I'm like leading the charge going, yeah, all right, here we go. I'm like, Oh my God, what the fuck? Holy shit. No, stop it. No. Oh my God, please. Oh, that was rough. And, and honestly, I had written this story down. And in the back of my everything, I, every I, I've been predicting the future because the first thing I predicted was that the song would be played because I just thought about the scenario and then I diminished it. And then today I'm getting prepared to do this podcast. And, you know, I, I know Amanda very well. And uh, well, for the most part, I mean, I've, I've known her for a few years now, her and her sweet husband, Tom. And I'm like, you know, you're 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 streamed out to the world and anybody can hear this. What, what are the odds that they're going to hear this story? And I'm like. Eh, it probably won't happen. And then I look at the comments and I see Amanda waving. I'm like, oh, fuck. But I got to tell this story. I'm committed to telling this story. Oh, All right, I've got a lot more to get to. But I'm I'm just I'm just glad that she was there and she she took it very well. And I, I basically just told it how it happened. Holy crap. Okay, hey, Father's Day is coming up. Fast approaching Father's Day. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I would love to do a cameo for you. Okay, and for your dad, whatever it may be, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Join me on there. Horizon Hydroponics, such great sponsors. Thank you so much to them. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. They're the best if you're going to, for any of your outdoor growing, you know, all the uh, amazing products that they have so that your, your grow is thorough and complete. Whatever you're growing, tomatoes, corn, I don't care, flowers, the best cannabis in the world. These guys and girls know their stuff at Horizon Hydroponics. The chem- I'm always impressed by when John starts getting all nerd on the chemistry of things at Horizon Hydroponics. These aren't just like potheads sitting around, knowing, uh, just trying to sell you something. 
These guys know their stuff, okay? Now, that isn't something that I do, but a lot of people do. And for the enthusiast who grows their own, this is like a lifestyle. They spend a lot of time, energy, and money making sure that they're, what they're growing uh, produces something uh, effective that they're going to like. Horizonhydroponics.com. You can buy online and save uh, 200 and, I'm sorry, when you buy, spend $250 or more, the shipping is free. And if you um, use coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout, it's going to save you 10%. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hang on. Excuse me. Cornhole America. Father's Day fast approaching. Get dad a set of cornhole boards. Cornholeamerica.com. Shipping anywhere in the United States, but based right here in nearby Cedar Springs, Michigan. Thank you to cornholeamerica.com. Put whatever you want onto a set of cornhole boards and bags at cornholeamerica.com. Get your order in. This started out with just one dude, Jason D., Jason Duflo, and an idea. Next thing you know, he's hammering away in his own garage, making a few sets of boards for people, makes a little money on the side, starts to uh, increase his output. Now he's got two CNC machines cutting out parts all day long. You know, it's actually becoming a struggle for him. He goes, yeah, there's a, there's a timber shortage. I go, there is? Yeah, there's a wood shortage. I'm like, I had no idea. How, how is that? But uh, so he is uh, he's burning through his materials uh, uh, quicker than he can or that than he should. And so before he can replenish them, because orders are just flying in and flying out. Cornholeamerica.com. Get a set of professionally made cornhole boards from uh, from my friends at Cornhole America. I just had the idea that that sweet little girl who turned 13 uh, of, uh, of Amanda's there one day. This is going to be forever. I, You know, I mean, I would get you the audio to save for when she's, you know, 25 years old and in uh, something that you can share with her. It's like, this is what you did to Mr. Eric. Oh, my God. I don't think she did it, but she was part of it. So she can look back and laugh on that. that this is going to be something you laugh on, okay? This is whenever you have a story that makes someone cringe like that, you know, it's like in the moment. Yes, maybe have a word. But just know it was a spectacular, uh, hilarious moment that took place with that. Okay. Um, seeing that Amanda was there, that kind of like I had to get after that story. So it's kind of like made what I was going to talk about a little wonky. So I'm kind of going to be jumping around here. Uh, the football game was a success. Okay, I'm done talking about that. All right. Talked about the idiot having a temper tantrum, the ridiculous color commentary, uh, color commentary work by your old pal Eric. Uh, there was a lot that went on at the residence here, though, that went wrong when it comes to these. You know how I've told you that I have projects that I work on, and let me just get out in front of this, that the toilet is still not repaired, okay? And I didn't uh, – you're like, Zane, how can you possibly do that? You, you bought the supplies to fix it. No, I have been going. Nonstop. I don't get a moment to sit down and rest. I am working all day long, every day. Okay, limo work, uh, taking care of the queen of the forest, and uh, you know, not to mention, I did the Ben and Eric Patreon uh, podcast on Friday. There's a lot happening all the time. Okay, so no, I did not get a chance to repair the toilet. However, I did get a couple of things done and they didn't go as planned. And here's my problem. Um, 
I talked about how I've got that weed eater that uh, I, I had to take it to, to the place to get it fixed and because it wouldn't start up, okay? So I, I take it there. It cost me like certain a pretty fair amount of cash to get the thing fixed. I go there. They go, yep, this is what was wrong with it. Uh, we got it to run. We started it up. It's running right. It's like it's, it's good as new. And I go, okay, great. That's exactly what I wanted you to do. Thank you so much. Pay the people. Get the damn thing. Take it home. Now, on these uh, steel uh, weed eaters, I always forget because um, I know this sounds stupid, but there's an on-off button, and there's either a circle or a line. And the, the line means it's ready to run. And I think the reason why they do that is because they don't want to spend the money on writing on or off in different languages when they send it to different parts of the world. So if it's on the line, that means it's ready to go. And then if it's on the circle, the switch, that means you're shutting it off. You're killing it. And for years now, I have never been able to remember which one is which. So I I swear to God, I have to go and look up a YouTube video of how to start the steel FS 45 every time. And so um, I know that's embarrassing, but I, I, I do that. And, and I wanted to watch it to make sure that I'm starting it right because if you do the wrong thing, it's not going to start. <clears throat> now, but I, I know it. I, I, I know it. I can, t- I can recite it, but I still watch it because I'm afraid I'm going to do something wrong. You turn the thing on. You, uh, put, you, you choke it, okay, because it's a cold start. You engage the throttle all the way. It's like a little lever, a little thing you click on there so that it's ready to go. And then you, you push that little bulb thingy. Like it says a minimum of five times to get the uh, fuel where it needs to be. So it'll start one, two, three, four, five. And the gas is mixed. Yes, the gas is mixed. Uh, oil and gas. Remember, I've blown up several of these motors and these devices. And then I, I pull it and then I pull it again and I pull it again. And then after 10 times, my arm is sore. Switch arms, pull it with the other arm. Nothing. It will not start. I'm like, son of a bitch. Are you kidding me? So I don't know. Uh, I, I take the thing, throw it in the back of my truck. I go, well, I'm screwed there. The, the All of the grass that needs to be, you know, the weed eater uh, on the by, by the fence and, you know, the edges and stuff like that, it's all like a foot and a half high. The whole lawn is cut with that. It just looks like shit. It, my house, I my, the, out of all the houses, there's hundreds of houses in this neighborhood. Mine is the absolute worst. We look like white trash there's there's stuff growing everywhere oh i'm like come on and i don't know about you but it really affects me when i see um everybody else is has manicured their property appropriately and there's me and i'm like god you know you just look like an idiot so i'm like bummed out about that okay then uh it had rained and i noticed that the water is pouring out of the the gutter okay up by the roof and I'm like, well, I'm guessing there's a problem. And then I, I get a little closer, and there's little trees growing out of the gutter. There's something has happened, and I have created a habitat because of lack of care on the gutter. It's right below this tree that drops all these stupid things that look like caterpillars, you know, and the when at the at about this time of year. And so I'm like, ha, huh, what is going on there? So I put the ladder up. This is all last night, by the way, um, that, that the gutter thing happened. The uh, Edger thing was on Saturday. 
um, I, I put the ladder up there. I climb, and then it's it it's not set right. The ladder. I almost fall. So not kidding. I get up there. The gutter is full of water, and and I put my hand in the thing, and just the, all this uh, rotting mass from the tree is in there. It's like pudding, and it's one million percent blocked. So I'm like, son of a bitch, man, I gotta clean this out. This is terrible because. As I understand it, if that thing's full of water and then water kind of get under the shingles and that destroys the uh, the wood there, I I don't I I don't I'm not acting like I know what I'm talking about. I just people have told me this destroys the wood and then it can actually pull the gutter off the side of the house. I'm like, God, what is going on here? I go and I get a bag and I'm like scooping out all this shit and throwing it in the bag and and then uh, I notice that the water level is not going down and. Uh, it occurs to me that there is shit way down in the gutter, like down where the, it, it bends down, you know, it, the, the, the downspout. And I'm like, what the hell? So um, I take my hand and I stick it down there as best I can. I pull up my hand and there's, I cut my thumb because there's all the sharp pieces of aluminum uh, are, are when they, when they put it in there. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm like, that's going to get infected later on. So then um, I'm trying to unclog the thing. So I, I get the hose and I get up there and I stick the hose down there and turn it on. And it does nothing. Just more water just starts overflowing. I'm like, shit. So I'm soaking wet. It's cold. Uh, turn, Get down, turn the water off. Then I attach the thing, the little nozzle thing that shoots it more intensely. You know, like when you're washing the car, except it doesn't, doesn't have any freaking little gasket inside of there. So it's just, it's not even, it's just shooting out everywhere and it's like getting me even more wet. I don't care. I, I don't put a gasket inside. I get back up there. I try to shoot it down the hole with a higher, with a high pressure thing. It does nothing. Okay. So what the hell am I going to do? I got to get something that's, uh, can, can bend the, um, like the bends in the aluminum downspout but can I can use it as like a ramrod and smash the clog, you know? Huh, and I'm standing there holding the hose in my hand, and I'm like, if only I had something that was uh, bendable, easily bendable, but yet sturdy, and that I could ram down there and would unclog it. And I'm holding on to the hose going, I wonder what it could be. I wonder what I could just ram down there and would be able to do this job. Huh. And I swear, I stood there for 10 minutes. And then I, I looked at the hose and I go, oh, I'll just jam the hose down there. And I felt like such an asshole because I was holding on to the answer. So I took off the nozzle thingy, went back up there, stuck the end of the hose, and it wasn't on, and just started feeding it down into the thing. And then you hear the... It starts... All this water goes down the thing. All the shit comes out the bottom, and all this black shit's going in the rocks. I'm like, yes, I did it. I figured it out. Holy shit, I'm awesome. I'm so great. And then that was it, you know? Oh, God. So, all right. That happened. Earlier in the day, we wake up, and I hear, Eric! I gotten up, left the bedroom. Diana calls me. What? She goes, look out the window. And it's happened. This fat 
fucking squirrel is on the bird feeder, actually upside down. Uh, uh, his body is the length of the feeder. His back little paws are hanging on for dear life onto like the cage that's supposed to keep him out. And he is eating so much of what is inside of that feeder. And I kid you not, the red-winged blackbirds are pissed. They're dive-bombing him, trying to get, they're like, get the fuck out of here. This is not for you, you asshole. And he does not give a shit. Okay. He gets, he finally leaves, and he goes onto like the, uh, there, there's like this area that's like concrete. And he's laying down like he's uh, exhausted from eating. His little paws, all four, are sticking straight out, and his belly is down, and his head is down. Like, oh, I'm, this is the greatest day of my life. I love this place. I have hit the jackpot. So now I open the door. He, he peels off, takes takes off, comes back later in the day, tries the same damn thing. I'm like, Jesus. The day before, that feeder was full. It is more than halfway gone now. He just had his way with it. What took two weeks to get reduced is now um, one day. This is this is the thing. This is how I've heard so many people talk about this, and they they all they often say on these bird feeders, squirrel proof. It's like they 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 must stop doing that. They are not squirrel proof. There is there is no such thing as a as a squirrel proof bird feeder. So now I have to go buy something I guess known as a baffle that you can put on the pole that might work, but or, or you could grease the pole. Like with Vaseline. Uh, Randall sent me a video. I'd seen it before of that one uh, nerd engineer guy who made this uh, uh, squirrel. Um, what is it called? Those those. Oh, a Ninja Warrior course. Squirrel Ninja Warrior course. It was amazing. The guy made another one. He made a second one. Really, really cool. The guy's actually making money off people watching his stupid videos. That's what he does now. He makes squirrel obstacle courses, ninja warrior courses. Incredible. So, all right, dealing with that. These are all things that went on over this weekend. What a weekend it was. Jeez. The limo work wasn't done, though, and I, I, I've i already told you the most intense story, and that was uh, the one with the kids, which I still cannot believe that happened. I came home, and I said to Diane, I go, you won't believe it. The kids were singing WAP by Cardi B. She goes, nah. I go, no, they were. They absolutely were. Uh, and I, I, I can't play it because to me it's just a little much to play little 12, 13-year-old girls saying terrible things. Plus, I'd get a YouTube ticket or the Facebook would get um, would get muted. And I, I don't have to deal with that. Holy shit. Maybe on the Patreon. We'll see. Uh. So, but Friday, it was, uh, it was interesting because I had, I had two jobs. I had to pick these dudes up to go to a wedding. Okay. So pick these dudes up. Really not a ton going on with this first story on Friday. Uh, I had to drop this whole wedding party of all the groomsmen and, uh, they were all very well behaved. The, the guys are always behaved. The dudes are always behaved. They, they barely even listen to the music higher than a whisper. They're, they're quiet. It's always the girls in limo work. And apparently they, that goes all the way down to young girls after this weekend. So I'm driving around, 
And I noticed that, um, well, after they left, I have to kind of clean out the limo because I've got another um, set of customers that I have to pick up. So I'm in there, and uh, uh, there's a bottle of whiskey, a full bottle of whiskey. And I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. These guys left this. So I, I clean out the limo, and it turns out the dude who left it, he's like, that's a $200 bottle of whiskey. Can I get that back? And uh, I'm like, yes, absolutely. Just you're not going to get it today, though. I've got to, I'm have got. i off to my next ride, so I had to go and drop it off at the uh, – at uh, back of the garage, and they uh, they they got it to the guy. Congratulations on your nuptials. Well done. Uh, then afterwards, I picked up a birthday party, and this was another. Uh, Eric Zane gets recognized as uh, being from the radio show, and I don't know why. Uh, I shouldn't be, but for some reason, whenever I don't know, I've I've described this to you before. Radio people, people doing what I do. Um, you have to have a certain level of ego. Some are bigger than others. And, um, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. So I'm a little sheepish for some reason when I interact with people. We're like, is Eric Zane? What are you, huh? What, what are you? I'm like, and I'm always like, yep, this is what I do now. Um, and I try not to say too much. I just kind of like try to keep the conversation moving. Um, so I always feel a little weird about that. You know, I mean, I uh, used to be on this very, very high-profile radio show. Uh, that obviously is years ago. No big deal. But uh, I, I'm, I'm just uh, happy to be recognized, though. But it is a little weird at first. So, all right, off we go. Uh, birthday party. We travel actually to the uh, land of Pellerito. We were in Lake Odessa at some really nice restaurant right on the water. And uh, I dropped my party off. And then all of a sudden... Some guy gets up from his table and he comes walking over and he's like, oh my God, Zane, how are you? And I'm like, hey, what are you? His name was Jeff. And uh, he, you know, I, it's same thing. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, but he, he knew. And uh, he goes, I listened to the podcast. I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, I mean, that, that actually makes me feel great. So I was like, hey, good to see you. Well, thank you. Off he goes. Uh, have a good time. Uh, great tippers awesome everything was awesome everything was great sunday i told you about the young wedding uh, or the uh the uh young party uh the the kids singing the song but um uh just prior to uh, i should say just after that after that i had to pick up a uh a group a bride and a groom they were together and the whole wedding party the groomsmen and the bridesmaids and uh, definitely not where they didn't want to see each other before the wedding. They're all together. They jump in the limousine. I pick them up at a residence in Rockford, Michigan, and we go to the zoo. They're getting married at the zoo. How cool is that? At this local zoo we have, it's called John Ballpark Zoo. It's awesome. It's a great zoo. And I didn't know this, but there's a spot where people have weddings all the time. And the uh, limo company works with them, and they they know them very well. And so I find out this back entrance where you go into the zoo. First of all, by the way, this is really this is really rare. The couple were like twenty. There wasn't one person in this wedding party who was over twenty one. Very very young. I'm like, oh my god, you just don't see that that often these days. Um, so pick them up. Uh, I'm taking them to the zoo, and there's like a back entrance to the zoo. I I drive up. I have to hit a certain code. I get in, and the next thing you know, you know what I'm face to face with? A tiger. This road butts up right to the back of the tiger enclosure. And she's just looking at me. Huge, 
She's and there's a fence, obviously, but she's like, "Hey, how you doing? What's going on? You want to rescue me? I'm just walking around this enclosure." And shit, did I feel bad? I oh god, you know, I always have to have um, somebody like a zoo employee explain to me that if it weren't for the zoo, we would not. This tiger would not be alive. We rehabilitated the tiger and we provide the tiger with a, a fertile environment, and, and I'm like. I always just feel like shit every time I go to the zoo, you know, to see an animal that's caged like that. I'm like, oh, God, I just can't handle it. They, they need to have a sign on everything about what would happen to the tiger if the zoo was not a thing. This tiger would not be alive. Drop these people off. Off I go. That is it. That is the end of the limo day. It was, and then, uh, and then the folks from Affordable are like, "Hey, can you do another run?" I'm like, "I cannot. I just can't. I'm, I'm, I've got family dinner." Uh, the the limo industry is coming back to life, and this is huge for my buddy Justin over at Affordable, because you know his business was decimated, and uh, so because of um, I mean no work, no work during this pandemic, and um, coming back to life, roaring back to life, they had. 34 runs on Friday. That is quite a number. 34 of them. And it has just been, oh, people are, are starting to uh, starting to get back after it. Really, really great to see. Okay. Look, if you have a business and you'd like me to talk about you on this show, I can put you in front of thousands of people that enjoy it each and every week. Uh, of course, my live streams on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope video on Twitter – uh, gets thousands of minutes viewed every single month. And then, of course, there's the audio podcast that people download at any of your favorite uh, podcasting apps. Excuse me. That's how I uh, that's how I put butts in the seats. So if you want to know how it works, just reach out to me, Eric at EricSaintShow.com. I will tell you everything you need to know about this podcast. It's very simple. That doesn't cost you anything. Other than just say, hey, Zane, tell me about the podcast. I'm, I'm thinking about it, but uh, and there, there's no, you don't have to worry. There's no, like, uh, um, cost for that. It's all free to find out uh, how we make it work. And uh, I take my time with you. You think about it long and hard after I tell you how I can uh, talk about your business on this show. Okay. Um, as we're getting close to the kids getting out of school, they're going to be bored. Book a party at TC Paintball, either for the kids or for the big kids, you know, adults. TCPaintballGR.com. In Grand Rapids, book a party at TC Paintball. You will not be let down. So basically, you walk in there. You pay one fee. You've got three hours of time. You get the paint. You get the uh, gun. You get the mask. If you want any other add-ons like extra equipment, uh, uh, you know, something to put over your clothes so your clothes don't get paint all over them, um, uh, more paint for more fun, uh, bring your food, whatever. You can get food there. It, they have everything. Fully stocked pro shop at TC Paintball. And then they host the party, Okay. So, you know, it isn't just go out there and you kind of figure out what to do. You've got a team of professionals that are escorting you and how your uh, party is going to take place. you got refs on the field. Oh, my God. Outdoor. All right. It's just so much fun. you got two fields. you got the air ball field. You're hiding behind the inflatables. And then the village, which is my favorite. It's like a real-life Call of Duty game for the little kids and the big kids. Jelly ball indoors. You can book a jelly ball party. Uh, that is no paint, low impact. All the kids have to do is wear the goggles. 
And uh, all the information is at tcpaintballgr.com. Little League happens on Wednesday. So uh, for the kids who are just uh, learning uh, paintball for the first time, low-impact guns on the paintball, uh, you can uh, get more information about all this at tcpaintballgr.com. Okay, there's 46 states in the United States that the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage can get a mortgage for. If you're in South Carolina, Maine, Hawaii, or Alaska, it's not happening. But for the rest of you, call upon the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505. If you have, uh, if you have to, leave a message. Start out by saying, I listen to the Eric St. Show podcast. I need uh, information about a mortgage. That's all you do. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And, uh, you know, all mortgage people are not created equal. Uh, most are like, yeah, I want to get the guy who wants a $500,000 house so I can make the most money. Uh, Mario will do that, of course. That's easy. Uh, but where his expertise really comes into play is for the person who uh, is struggling, okay? And they're they're sick and tired of paying rent to some slumlord, and, uh, but they can't get a mortgage. They got low credit, bad credit, bankruptcy, divorce, those things happen. That does happen to people. Uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You have to call upon Mario. That's the guy who knows everything there is to know about getting somebody who's at, who has this type of scenario into a mortgage, okay? And then after you pay on that mortgage for a couple of years, your credit score goes up on time payments. You get into a better mortgage, lower interest rate. Okay. That means you're going to save money. Mario Flores can help you in all those scenarios. Two, three, one, three, three, two, sixty five, zero five. My pal, Mike ball from MB distributing. Um, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Jason Schaefer says, tell your buddy, if he needs drivers, I know somebody I've tried. I have tried to do that. Come on. Josh quotes me and says, the zoo is great. It's awesome. Oh, I feel so bad. Yeah, I did kind of do that. It, it, but it's a very good zoo. It's a very, very good zoo. But I, I do. I, I get I get kind of like, oh, no, man. Let them out. Open the cage doors. But I know you can't do that. Come on. Um. Artemis can take care, uh, care of the squirrel for you. Are you suggesting I kill the squirrel? Come on now. Andrea says kill the squirrel. Yeah, you know, no. I don't want to kill the squirrel. I wouldn't. And uh, yeah, Sarah says use your pistol, you idiot. I don't, want, I don't want anybody killing the squirrel. Andrea would kill it with her bare hands. Stupid hillbilly. Jason says, use a five-gallon bucket lid under the feeder. Cheaper than a baffle. Uh, okay, you're going to have to send me some uh, specifics on that project because that sounds like I would struggle with that. Aram says, you have a squirrel feeder now. Pretty much. Josh wants to eat the squirrel. Kenny, who says it's okay to kill wasps, but not squirrels. Yes. Yes, it is. Squirrels don't hurt me.
Uh, sent you a text, Dirk says. What's up with that ring in the pick? I don't know what you're talking about. Saw this pick a few minutes ago. Look great in your suit. Can you please explain the little orphan Annie decoder ring? Cripes, look like you won a Super Bowl. Oh, that is, I wear that as a conversation piece and because I like it. That is a Calder Cup <clears throat> championship hockey ring. <coughs> I got two of them, actually. I can't even skate. I got a 2013 and a 2017 Calder Cup championship hockey ring that the Griffins gave me. I'm very lucky. You didn't know that? I know you knew that. I'll go get the ring. Hang on. comes in its own carrying case. So they like, give her this ring. It says 2017 Calder Cup champions on it. And then the ring is inside. I don't know if you can see this. I got to get it focused. Focus. I don't know if it will. That's uh, the Griffin's emblem on it. It's kind of blurry. I apologize. It says Zane on the side with the Griffin's logo there. And then PA announcer with the uh, with the uh, Red Wings logo. And that's the Calder Cup next to it. And then underneath there, you can't really make it out. But uh, it, it's the names of each team and the series. Like they won. They beat Toronto 4-1. to one, And then they beat whoever, you know. And then uh, it's got, like, gemstones all the way around it. I don't think these are diamonds. I would be shocked if these were actual diamonds. I think that they might be, like, you know, gemstones, but not diamonds. Cubic zirconium. You know, uh, Kate says, waves ring aggressively. Focus. Yeah, well, when you wave it aggressively, it will focus. Hold on a second here. It's supposed to wait. It's supposed when you move in front of this camera, it's supposed to focus. But it's not gonna do it. Focus! Focus! Yeah. That's the ring. Did you ever think about putting those off? Putting those off, you mean pawning those off to pay your taxes before it was forgiven by our wonderful president? <clears throat> I want to try to get this thing so that it's you can see it. Mm -hmm. That's too damn blurry. 
post a picture later. No, I won't. All right. Um, a couple of things I want to get into. Um, congrats to our pal Mike Ball from MB Distributing. He ripped off the uh, half Iron Man in beautiful Chattanooga, Tennessee. Ironman 70.3, where he gets in the water, Tennessee River, and uh, swims 1.2 miles. And then he pedals, uh, I think, 55? Isn't that the distance? 55 miles? 55, 56? And then runs a half marathon, 13.1 miles. And uh, Mike, in the 45 to 49 age group, I, uh, I, I, I looked him up because I wanted to see how well he did, and he did very, very well. Uh, to have to work that hard and still rip off a marathon or a half marathon at about 8 minutes and 20 seconds a mile is not easy work. That's pretty strong. That's very strong. So he's in shape. And in another four weeks, he's going to do another half, half iron um, in Grand Rapids. So, okay. The reason why this comes up is because he challenged me to the October 17th Grand Rapids Marathon. And there is an, uh, I, I know for sure he says he's going to kick my ass. And now I just saw online that Joe Morin, who is one of the strongest runners I know, say that Mike Ball is going to kick my ass. And let me just say that the one thing that has never happened is Mike Ball has never, ever kicked my ass. Okay. I have made a living beating the shit out of Mike Ball in any type of endurance sports. Uh, if, if there was any race that was going on, odds are about 15 minutes behind would be Mike Ball. Okay, the only time Mike Ball has ever been able to beat me in any event was when I twisted my ankle. And he was actually the guy, it's one of my first interactions with this dumbass, uh, who who helped me up when I fell, and I didn't I DNF to that race because of the injury. But make no mistake, Mike Ball is not in the same class as your old pal Eric Zane. Uh, now, truth be told, I'm a little porky right now, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of eat like a madman, and my training is spotty at best. And Mike is in uh, great shape right now. So right now, as of this minute, there is no chance in hell that if I got got out on the road that I would be able to beat him in any way, shape, or form, let alone finish a marathon. I just couldn't do it, okay? But October 17th is 20, 21 weeks away. Uh, my training plan, which I, well, first of all, let me just tell you this. There isn't a person on the earth who trains harder than me and trains smarter than me. I train smarter. And uh, I'm not going to reveal my uh, what exactly I do, but I know for a fact, I know for a fact that there is not a person around who trains like me. Okay? So I am 1 million percent convinced that I'm going to destroy Mike Ball coming up on the October 17th Grand Rapids Marathon. Now, truth be told, I'm more of a half marathoner, but I'm I'm extending my race just so I can beat the shit out of him. He's an asshole, and I'm going to kill him. 
So uh, I just wanted to start the trash talk now. We are uh, uh, many, many weeks away from that uh, fall day, and uh, I'm going to want to see you guys there. I know Joe Morin is going to be there. Now, Joe just assumes he's going to kick my ass too, which, you know, he probably will. Joe is an exceptional athlete. Uh, But there is no, no way, no way possible Mike Ball is going to beat me in the Grand Rapids Marathon because – uh, I got the eye of the tiger after I saw the shit talk going on on Zaniac United about your old fat ass pal, Eric Zane. Uh, by October 17th, I'm probably going to be at around 150 pounds. All right. That means I'll end up losing 25 between now and race day. And you're fucked. You have no chance. Okay. There is, as soon as I put my mind to it, you are so dead. And the fact that you talk shit about me, you and an asshole Morin, you two scumbags, holy shit, it's going down. Mike, after I cross the finish, finish line, I'm going to sit there and wait there next to Don Kern, tapping my foot, waiting for your stupid, bald ass to cross the line. You are fucked. No way you are going to beat me. So I am now motivated. Aram says, can you make a training video set to the Chariots of Fire theme song? Not a bad idea. Uh, Mike says, almost like a Joe versus pro situation here. Uh, Stevie says, ha ha, you're running a half in October. No, you didn't listen to me. I'm running a full in October. I'm running the full marathon, 26.2. Okay. So, all right. All right, there you go. That is uh, that is what's going to happen. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to um, looking forward to kicking his ass, and I will keep you updated. Today is the start of it. It's all going down. By the way, thank you very much to my man Stu McAllister for hooking me up with this shirt. Uh, you can see it now. It says, "Look at this." Stu came up with this shirt. Bring back jarts. Missile game. And then underneath it, you can't see it. It says, may cause injury or death, banned in the USA, at Stu McAllister. So if you want one of these shirts, reach out to Stu, and he'll get you one of these shirts. Okay? And do you know the story of jarts? Why you why you can't, why it says bring back jarts? They had to ban them. It was such a great game. Uh, Marcy says, uh, did you see about all the ultra runners? Yes, I did see that story. I'm going to get to it in a second. In your backyard, you'd have these two, a hoop on the ground on one side and a hoop on the ground, like separated by 30 feet. And then you stand there and you throw these, these jarts. They're, they're giant darts made of metal on the tips. And then they go flying through the air and then they stick in the ground. And, you know, you get three points if you're in the hoop. Okay, it was it was like it's kind of like the same concept as cornhole, but you throw these weapons. Okay, and uh, they ended up getting banned because of an incident where some asshole threw one and it goes flying through the air and some little kid is standing there just minding his own business. And it hit him on the top of the head and it went through his skull and buried in his brain and it killed him. At least that's the the story. Now I don't know if that's a myth or if it's actually actually did happen. I think I can just ask that question online. Has anyone actually 
been killed by jarts. Um, let's see here. In October 1970, they added labels. In November, okay, okay, April. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Holy shit. In April 1987, seven-year-old Michelle Snow was killed by a lawn dart or a jart thrown by one of her brother's playmates in the backyard of their home. Wow. The uh, jarts had been purchased as part of a set of several different lawn games were stored in the garage, never having been played before the incident. Snow's father, David, began to advocate for a ban on lawn darts, claiming there was no way to keep children there was no way to keep children from accessing lawn darts short of a full ban. That's bullshit. I mean, I'm sorry that your kid's dead, but just be a parent for God's sake. Can't you just put them where they can't reach them? It's not a kid's toy. Do you let kids play with guns? No. Do you make the guns accessible to the children? No. Do that with this, dick. Because of this idiot's lobbying, they uh, introduced an outright ban. In the previous eight years, 6,100 Americans had visited hospital emergency rooms as a result of lawn dart accidents. Of that total, 81% were 15 or younger. Uh During the week when the commission voted to ban the product, an 11-year-old girl in Tennessee was hit by a lawn dart and fell into a coma. Why do we ban horseshoes too, you know? The sale of secondhand lawn darts is also illegal under the Hazardous Products Act. Since then, alternatives have surfaced that are available yeah, there's there's a there's a, some stupid knockoff ones that just don't work as well. Can you imagine if I'm if I, if if uh, someone's like I'm with I'm standing knowing my luck, I'll be next to the guy who got him banned wearing this shirt. That would be horrible. Fun game though. I mean, come on. Yeah, they uh, there's also the knockoff ones that are like weighted and they 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 hit the ground and they stand up. They suck. Now, let's bring back the old-school metal ones, the the ones that are just flying weapons, are just dangerous as a freaking Hamas rocket. Stu should send one of those shirts to that guy. I don't know about that. Mike says, yeah, they're banned in Canada here as well. You're in Canada, Mike? What part of Canada? Are you familiar with the uh, Canadian rock band uh, I Mother Earth? I was just listening to I Mother Earth yesterday. They're from Canada. Tragically Hip have new material out. Did you see that? I was talking to Stu McAllister. Uh, uh, after after Gord died, they've been, been able to release some old shit of his. Nobody had heard it. I got to play it on the Insane Asylum. I love Tragically Hip. All right. Where the hell am I? Okay. Speaking of uh, the running thing, London, Ontario. Speaking of the running thing, uh, 
Our very own Joe Morin is is an ultra runner. So you, people who get the running bug, you know, it's one thing to run a marathon, but anything more than a marathon is an ultra. So uh, there was a time when I was really into endurance sports, obviously, with the whole Ironman thing. And I'm out of that now. I just run now. Um, and so, you know, 20 weeks, going to kick Mike Ball's ass. But uh, back when I was doing endurance sports, like pretty much like a job, I wanted to do one of the Western slams and there's uh, several races that make up the Western slam um, that are ultras. And I had toyed with the idea of getting into ultra running, but then I, um, I, I pulled the ripcord on it because of various issues with my feet. So I didn't do it. But uh, the idea is, you know, in these ultimate endurance events, you run for a hundred miles. I think there's one, um, the the Leadville 100 is a very famous one. Um, the Western States is uh, is another big one where you get the belt buckle and just some incredible feats of strength by these people. You get people running a hundred miles in like nine hours. Running in China, this is taken off. It's like a huge tourist thing, and the Chinese know it, so they've uh, really kind of like thrown that out to the community who run ultra marathons that you got to run up some of our mountains and uh through the gobi desert my god you remember that one story that we talked about on wbbl the guy running through the uh uh uh, gobi desert and he uh encountered the dog and the dog ran the race with him and then he lost the dog because the dog befriended him and then he lost the dog and then he he found the dog he actually wrote a book about it he included my name in the book because we're we're talking about it so much uh, ben and I. That's where this is going on. So there's an ultra marathon going on in China where you have to uh, run up a mountain and the weather turned and then it got really cold and everybody dropped dead. True story. In one of the deadliest incidents in Chinese sports history, 21 competitors in a 100-kilometer mountain ultramarathon, died after being caught in freezing weather. Among them were some of the best long-distance runners. So they're kind of like headed up the mountain doing their thing, and uh, then the weather changes. All they've got on is a shirt and shorts. And uh, it doesn't take long before it starts like raining in the wind. And I mean, really, really high wind. And then these competitors um, are like, wait a minute, this is getting bad. I don't know. And then some of them turned around and went back, but other of uh, others of them kept going. And then um, they realized that they were, this was a bad place to be in. And they started to shiver and get cold, get hypothermia. And that will kill you. Okay, if you do not warm up, once you start to get hypothermed, if you've ever had even a touch of it, it's scary. Your body, you start shivering like crazy, and then your body goes and starts to shut down, and then eventually you're dead. It's a painful, awful death, no doubt. So all these people are just laying there freezing on the side of this mountain, and there is no way to get any emergency personnel to them except if they walk up the mountain. It's that impassable. So this unfolds, and sure enough, uh, they, the, uh, the rescue crews finally get up there and save a number of them, but 21 of these endurance athletes croaked. Oh, my God. What a horrible tragedy.
21 people pass away in this in this terrible incident. And you know what? Maybe this will serve as a uh, a, a a centering mindset that the human a human should not be doing this in the first place. Okay, I think it needs to end at marathon. That's bad enough. That's already hard enough. Because if you think about it, people are going to be, uh, you know, eventually they're going to be like taking trips to the moon and running a moon marathon or something like that. It's like, where does it end? People who do this type of shit, um, you're always trying to one up yourself having done this. Okay. And you're constantly looking to, and there's a real sense of satisfaction. That's why we do it. There's a real sense of satisfaction when you complete something like that. Because what you do when you are successful at it is you then go around and you judge everyone else. Having been on both sides of this, right now I am not on the side of that. I'm on the side of eating shit and uh, getting fat, okay? But I have to turn that around to kick Mike Ball's ass, and I don't want to do that. I would rather just sit here and eat. Um, But I have to kick his ass, so it's going to happen. But let me let, let me just explain this to you. Once you com- start doing those things where you, you do a half Ironman or an Ironman or a, a marathon or a, uh, an, an ultra, um, you are then in the mindset of you are better than everyone else. Right now, Mike Ball thinks he's better than all of you because he did the stupid fucking race. Joe Morin thinks he's better than all of you. They go around and they judge people and they call them fat asses and they put their stupid asshole sticker on the back of their car that says, try to keep up or 26.3. It, it might as well say, fuck you, you're fat. Okay, that, that's what they're saying there. That's why they're, they're doing that. And uh, I, I've been that guy. I walked around after I was able to uh, beat Mike's ass after every race. And I'd look at him and I'm like, you're disgusting, you fat fuck. And I'd I'd walk, I'd drive around, I'd look for people that have stickers like me on the back of my car. And I'd be like, yeah, that's right. We're better than the fat ass behind us. We're so great. Well, that's what you do. You sit there and you you just think you're awesome. And uh, that's, uh, you, you basically go back instead of working during the day and you look at your results from the race and you look at all the people that are older, younger than you that you kick their ass. You know, you, you do that type of shit. It's all about how much better you are um, than them. You can be a total asshole, okay? Let's say you're a guy, cheats on his wife, robs banks, and has killed 15 people, okay? If you do an Iron Man, you don't even worry about that other shit. You just know that you're better than the whole world because you've done this. And, I, and then if I, the best thing that ever happened to me was to get out of being an asshole. As soon as I stopped doing triathlons, I realized I was no longer a cocksucker. And I could then come back to the pack with the normal people and live life. All right? That's what you do. But since Ball thinks he's better than everybody, and we all know that he's just a stupid son of a bitch, I need for 20 weeks to get back to that just to rub his nose and shit like I'm going to do on October 17th. It is an absolute statistical impossibility that his fat ass is going to beat me in that race. You know, Steve Prefontaine said it best when he said, somebody's going to beat me, but they're going to have to bleed to do it. 
And I can guarantee you Mike Ball is going to bleed because I'm going to knock him down and probably knife him in the kidney uh, during this race. Okay? He is so dead. I'm going to humiliate him. I'm going to make him weep. Okay? I'm just glad that I don't have to put stickers on the back of my car anymore and act like I'm better than everybody. So at the end of the day, uh, these ultra marathoners that died in China, they probably deserved it because if you're an ultra marathoner, you're probably an asshole. They all are. They just go around judging everybody. Best thing that ever happened to me. Well, best thing ever happened to me was uh, I had my beautiful, married my beautiful wife, had my kids and stop doing endurance sports so that I can actually enjoy life like a normal human being. Hey, what do you, Hey honey. Yeah. Hey, I, I was thinking maybe it's our, it's our wedding anniversary. Um, th- 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 this is how it is in the Mike ball household, his beautiful, lovely, better half Nikki, but honey, um, uh, I, I, you know, it's our wedding anniversary. Um, can we maybe go away to Chicago, uh, for a nice, um, uh, get away. We've got, uh, my, my sister's going to watch the kids. We can go to this hotel and, and bone and, uh, and then go out to eat and, you know, maybe walk around the city or something like that. No, no, I can't. Well, why, why? Well, I got a, uh, I got a three hour swim on Saturday followed by uh, a run. And then on Sunday I got a bike six hours uh, followed by 11 hour run. And, uh, that's all I'm going to do. And then I'm going to deliver little Debbie snack cakes all week. So no, Eat shit so I can put a sticker on the back of my car. Asshole. The fuck is wrong with you? Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Beating the shit out of his ass. Get a good look. Get a good look at this belly. Look at this. Look at this mass. This here is 25 pounds. Okay, there's my scars. One, two... I am going to destroy him. I should just do the podcast with with my belly hanging out. Look at that. Look at this. Look, I'm ripped. Look at these two. Look at these rolls. I have three massive rolls. Huge. Mitt says, don't run marathons, just play paintball instead. Paintball will keep you in shape. Okay. Yes, you're right. And paintball is more fun than these stupid fucking races. But I cannot sit back and watch his fat ass say what he is saying. I am going to beat the shit out of him, and you're all going to be there. You're not going to have to pay to see this. You just show up at the race near the finish line. I don't know what time the race starts. Probably 7, 8 a.m. I don't know. And, uh, you know, hour and a half later, it won't be an hour. And a half. I don't know. Maybe if I, if, okay, the best marathon I've ever run was a buck 28, uh, just over an hour and 28 minutes. Okay. And uh, it would take a, a really, really great effort to be able to pull that off. Uh, I'm not going to say, well, there, there's no way Mike's going to be in that ballpark. Okay. I'm not even sure what he, if he's running about eight minutes and 20 seconds for a half iron, half marathon, um, I would say for a full, I wonder what type of times he's capable of running. Let's check it out. Grand Rapids marathon results. Hey, Siri. 
Call Mike Ball, mobile on speaker. Just to confirm, you'd like to call Mike Pellerito, home. No. Who would you like to call? Mike Ball State. Just to confirm, you'd like to call Mike Pellerito, home. No. Who would you like to call? Mike Ball State, you dumb slut. Just to confirm, you'd like to call Mike Pellerito. Fuck. No. Shut up. Hang on here. Oh, Patty. Congratulations on your effort. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you're you're the 45 to 49 year old age group. Yes, I am. Uh, what was your last uh, uh, Grand Rapids marathon? My last Grand Rapids. Well, I meant I meant. Uh, did you run like in 2018? Uh, the full? Yeah. No, I think it's been, it's been quite, probably five, six years ago oh. since I've run the full. So there. now for our bet, are you running? Is it a full or a half? What are we going to do? You, you tell me, man. Well, let's run the half. Okay. I'm cool with that. Okay. When was the last time you ran the half? An open half? Uh, well, oh, I ran the, the half at Grand Rapids in uh, 18, maybe? 18 or 19? Oh, okay. Look it up here. Mm. All right. Uh, half marathon, 2018. Uh, male. That would have been 40, 44 of them. 40 to 44. Let's see. Michael. Is it Michael? Would you enter as Michael? Yeah. Probably would have been Michael. Why do you do that? Yeah. More professional. Mm-hmm. I don't. I uh, don't see it. Michael Ball. M M A I M I C H A E L. Yep. Yeah. I don't see it. You didn't even run. One of those years, me and Jimmy ran together. What is uh, what is the fastest you've run this? Probably like three hours and a half marathon. Three hours and a half marathon. <laughs> Like one twenty four something. You ran a really? What year? How, that's incredible. That's really great. That was, that was some years ago, though. Two years ago? No, I said that was some years ago. Okay. So what are we talking here? I mean, you you ripped off about an eight twenty a mile in Chattanooga for a yeah. iron for half iron. So I yeah. what what are you what are you about an eight minute a mile guy for a half? Uh, I could probably go 7.30, I would guess. 7.30. All right. Well, this is going to be a freaking race then. Uh, there's a lot of work for your old pal Eric Zane. You're damn right this is going to be a race, and you're going to lose. Okay. All right. Well, I've been talking shit about you all morning long. I'm sick of the fat jokes. You got – and Joe Moran's the Are same way. Are we on way. the podcast right now? Yeah, we're on the podcast, you fucking idiot. What do you think? I think you're an idiot. That's what I think. All right. Well, I'm talking shit about you. And uh, you, you dumbasses are. I mean, seriously, you're gonna, you're gonna get a good harsh lesson about what happens when you fucking kick the hornet's nest. 
Okay. Well, you tell your fortunes I said hi, and uh, yeah. Okay, Hopefully fine. Get, get in a little bit of a run here one of these days. Okay, yeah, you're at the top of your game right now. You're feeling good. You just had an excellent <laughs> performance in Chattanooga. Are you back yet? Yeah, I'm back. I'm working. Cake's got to get sold, man. Okay, yeah, but you got to sell more of your sugar. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, so there's that, and then uh, in four weeks, you're doing the Grand Rapids uh, uh, Triathlon, right? Correct. The half? Doing the half, yes. All right. Okay. Hey, remember that time you did it where I came flying by you? What are you talking about? You have never beaten me in any of these races. Oh, my God. I do the not. The internet doesn't lie, man. You should look that up. You have never beaten me. No, you are so full of shit. I, I'm going to look it up. This is what I'm going to do. Look it up. I can't. I can't this second, but I am going to look it up. There is no way you have ever beaten me. Bullshit! I came flying by you. Well, you probably lost on the run. Then it's a long race. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to talk to you later. Right. All you. right. Get out of here. Okay. The stage is set. I can't wait for this. I cannot. You guys, you assholes, have woken me up. That's it. That is it. I am so pumped. Oh, and I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to train fat. Okay. Right now, like I said, I'm over 170 pounds. I will be 150 pounds on October 17th. I promise you. So right now with my unbelievable training regimen, and I'm a much smarter trainer than all of these clowns. Uh, I am going to be training fat and then that strength is going to be built and then I'm going to be dropping weight. So if, you know, it's going to be like if I am uh, ripping off a certain pace per mile at while fat, can you imagine the lightning quickness when I lose this, uh, these two bowling balls that are around my waist, it's going to be glorious. It's going to be so awesome. Oh, I cannot wait for this. I am so excited. I can't wait to get Don on to talk about the Grand Rapids Marathon on October 17th. We are now doing the half, which is even better. That's why I'm glad I got him to agree to that because I'm more suited to do the half. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. A full takes a lot of life out of me. Oh, I just can't. It's just terrible. But as long as I'm kicking Mike's ass, I don't care. Oh. Uh, Josh says that's bow hunting season. October might have to squeeze a race stop in between hunts. Yeah, absolutely. I know all you guys think that I'm just a fat ass and I am, but I'm telling you it's coming. Oh, this is great. I, you know, he's not even going to, he's not even going to know what hit him. All right. I, I would love you to, um, Check out my T-shirts, ericsaintshow.com. Click on merch. They're all there. I need some new designs, by the way. I just saw the one with the Ham's Beer shit cannon. Thank you to uh, Jason Schaefer. I can put that one up there. Get that as a T-shirt. Uh, A&E Heating and Cooling. Love them so much. AEHeatingCooling.net. Thank you for being part of the show. Uh, get the uh, air conditioning tuned up at A&E with A&E Heating and Cooling, 616 516 8579 for my friends at A&E Heating and Cooling. And if you get the um, air conditioning installed, like if you don't have air conditioning or you need a new setup, he's going to use the Comfort Maker brand of air conditioners, which is the best on the market, okay? 
it'll last forever. He's even going to install a Remy Halo device, which will clean the air in your home of any pathogens, viruses, bacteria, dust, dirt, debris, pollen, you name it. Uh, the Remy Halo will take care of that for you. So you will have clean air. You'll be breathing that for free thanks to A&E Heating and Cooling. Oh, man, loving my friends at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. I'll be seeing you very, very soon. The queen of the forest, she says you got to take that thing over to Irvine's. That's E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvine's.com, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They repair all of those things, Asian, domestic, or European models of cars. The only thing that they don't fix are uh, Volkswagen, uh, 616, I should say, 532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. You guys are awesome. Thank you. If you are in West Michigan, uh, bang on their door. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. Chris says, Dean, listen to this. You could uh, drop five pounds, Eric, by cutting off your nose. Thank you. That's very, very sweet of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Chris says, isn't the Riverbank run moved to the fall this year? Yeah, but fuck the Riverbank run. Russ owns the Riverbank run, and Russ is an asshole, so fuck him. All right. The only thing that counts is the Grand Rapids Marathon. I've got a couple emails I want to read to you. First one comes to us from the psychopathic magician uh, John. Otherwise known as the mental health, mental health magician. John sent a great email, okay, after my discussion with you on Friday about how uh, Diana started to weep because I was treating her so kindly. What? Yeah, it was it was an uh, unbelievable uh, conversation and. Uh, Dad, Mom's crying. I'm like, oh, she must be sad about something. What's wrong? She says, I just love you so much. You're so nice to me because I was taking care of her. So I'm like, oh, this is great. I love this. I've got, I've got a, ultimately a high level of Pooh Bear points because I'm making her happy. This is great. So then I was like, hey, who else? Who else has ever made their uh, their better half cry because they were so sweet to them? And uh, okay, John, get this. Now this this uh, this makes perfect sense. Because John, like a lot of you, is just the most kind, sweet, gentle soul. Okay? Uh, The only person who I think is probably not like this is Mike Ball. John writes, over Christmas, my wife was sad because she couldn't visit her family because of the pandemic. Get this. I had set up Zoom interactive games with her friends and her family to help take away some of that anxiety. But it wasn't the same as her being able to visit her home that she grew up in. I got an Oculus Quest, a VR headset, and an app where she can visit her hometown and walk around the hometown. First of all, is that how it works? Because if that's the case, I have got to get one of those. So many tears of joy. That sounds incredible. Is that how it works? You can just go anywhere? The time before that, I had gotten her a massive canvas print of one of our children, along with an artifact recovered from the Titanic. I guess big fan. Can you imagine she's like crying? She's like, what the fuck is this? T 
tears of joy and amazement. Ten years ago, I had paid off her $10,000 debt, uh, $10, debt she and her sister had accumulated. I worked every extra shift that I could for a year and saved up all the money and paid it off. This was back when we had very little to no money. I think that's it in my relationship. Well, my God, John, you see, that's awesome. But now you've set yourself up. Okay. Uh, you can never stop doing this now because the second you go too long without one of these amazing moments, she's going to think you're having an affair or she's just going to hate you. So you can never stop. And the, the create, you're going to have to come up with some new ideas. You're going to have to, and that's tough. It's always tough to one up yourself. So, um, you know, you're really going to have to work on that because if you, after the Oculus thing and you pay it off the debt, you do something that, you know, is, is not nearly as good. She's going to like, you suck shit. You used to love, you don't love me anymore. This is fucking terrible. What the fuck am I going to do with this thing? Fuck you. You know, I mean, that, that might be weird. So just be careful out there, John. I mean, you're, you're up in the bar in an incredible way, but you, you know, you might not be able to outdo yourself. So. I don't know. Outside of growing a second dick, I don't know what you can do at this point. Good luck. But that all sounds incredible. I'm very happy for you. Uh, I got one more email I wanted to read. But I can't remember which one it was. Aha. Now I got it. Chris sent me the clip of um, Simone Biles and her super crazy jump that she did. Did you guys see this? Let's see if I can get to that. I love the uh, the Olympics. I'm a huge fan. And we're getting close to that point when we'll be uh, talking about this a lot. Simone Biles successfully completed something called a Yurchenko double pike in a vault the other night at an event called the U.S. Classic. This is the first lady in the history of the world to do this move in competition. Now, uh, you take one look at Simone Biles, and if anyone is going to pull it off, it's going to be her. She is an absolute wall of muscle. Let me get this ready to go so we can all look at it. Okay, hang on. This is the thing where she goes running down the runway and then she's already, you know, super fast. She's going at a high rate of speed. And then um, while that is happening, she then approaches kind of like this uh, little teeny tiny trampoline. And then that, like, gets her even more momentum. She flips over, hits this thing right here, the vault, and then starts doing crazy shit in the air. Okay? Uh, this chick right here, she's looking at it. She's like, oh, no, you're going to try the Yurchenko. Now, she, look at the strength just by taking a look at her. She Even just standing still in this image, she looks like, you know, she's just a very, very powerful person. She's like, all right, here we go. I'm thinking about it. She's like, okay. This is the big one. Now, uh, I'm always afraid. She's like, okay. Now, I'm always afraid that when they do the vault, that when they stick the landing, 
that the legs are just going to fold in half like a like a Portuguese man of war. Wasn't there someone who had a Muppety leg break recently? Was that one kid? Was it this event? I think it was this event. But, um, yeah, so that's just the human body is just not really uh, cut out for this. So here you go. Watch how quick she gets going. Oh, my God. Watch this. Oh, my gosh. Everybody loses their mind. Let's back that up here. Hold on a second. I can kind of go slow-mo on this deal. We'll, like, pause it quite a bit. She's getting getting her running start. Look at the speed here. Okay. She's starting the actual vault. That alone, going from a high rate of speed. Now she's upside down. She's going to hit this thing right here, and that's going to spring her. Okay, so there's that. Boing, boing, boing. That's good. Hits this. Now think about this. This is incredible that a person can do this. Okay, now she's on the actual thing where he does a flippy flippy. In the air. Pulls the legs in. One flip. Two flips. Oh, my God. And then one more and then stick the landing. Holy shit. <laughs> and then so much momentum, she kicks her back a little bit. I don't know if they took a point off of that. And it's like, oh, yay, here's my legs. Look at that. And then just the uh, posture of, hey, I just I just kicked some ass. I am awesome. I'm stronger than anyone on the planet. Oh, I love that so much. And she's like, by gymnastics standards, she's an old hag, you know? A gymnast, 24 years old, is a little bit old, you know? But this is the, this has never before happened. I'm going to watch it one more time in, uh, in real speed. Uh, for, she is, uh, like, incredible, absolutely incredible athlete. I'm looking forward to watching her dominate the United States in the Olympics coming up in Japan, I believe. She's like, hell yeah, I got this. Look how fast she gets going, first of all, running high on her toes, and then boom! Oh! <laughs> so cool. Thanks for sending that along. I appreciate that. Um. Chris says she attempts vaults so difficult. Other competitors claim it's unfair. Yeah, that sounds like something uh, uh, nowadays. Yeah, you can't work so hard. You you can't be great. It's too hard to do that. Richard, referring to how have you made your wife cry, writes, I've never made her cry, but I'm kind enough that she still has sex with me. I believe that, Richard. I believe that you are kind enough to still... Uh, you seem like the type. Kate says Simone Biles is a beast. Absolute. Absolutely. She is a strong, strong lady. Okay. This is uh, another email of the day from my pal BJ, who writes in from time to time, concerning um, people collecting unemployment in the great state of Michigan... 
They just announced that uh, on May 30, that is the end of you getting a free ride without looking for a job. Uh, in the United States, I think you get like 350 bucks a week from the from the government. And in Michigan, you get an additional $300 on top of that. I think that's it. I think that's what the benefit is. So basically, you're, you get, yeah, and you didn't have to prove that you were looking for work. Well, finally, in Michigan, they said, yeah, you got to now show that you're looking for a job. Um, and I can, and people, you, as soon as you take the incentive to, to, to work out, uh, no one's going to go do it. And that's why it's so hard to get people into workplaces like restaurants and things. And uh, uh, BJ writes says, Zane, good afternoon. I hope this email finds you well. I'm listening to show 589. I heard you talking about unemployment. And how the government handouts and all of the help wanted signs. This is a real phenomenon, not a bunch of bullshit. Rick at TC Paintball is correct. No one wants to work, and this stuff is never going to end until the government stops with the free handouts. Obviously, some money was important stimulus-wise and some help with unemployment during these times. But we're definitely coming out of it, and until they turn the faucet off on this free fucking money river, no one's going to be able to find anybody to work. I have a business that is out of state closer to the West Coast, and I have demand in three or four cities in two different states and could employ anywhere from 12 to 20 people within the next week or two, but I can't get any of these lazy fuck sticks to show up for work because they're getting free money. Okay, this next sentence. I really hope that Biden pulls his head out of Kamala's cunt and God, I hate saying that, and turns off the faucet of cash. I know this guy is a fucking idiot, but I can't believe that he can't see the handwriting on the wall. It's incredibly frustrating to say the least. Anyway, stepping down off my soapbox, love the show, especially loved all the shit you gave to Kenny in Tennessee. I didn't give Kenny any shit. What are you talking about? Well, hold on a minute. I'll get I'll come back to that. The only thing that could have made it better was if it would have come from your Amanda voice. P.S. Diana still has one good arm. Why does she need help with the remote? I don't know. Signed BJ. Well, I didn't give Kenny any shit at all. I simply just read what had happened. I didn't indict him in any way. It was uh, everybody in the audience was was fed up with them about that whole thing. They thought he was one million percent wrong about uh, the whole Google review thing. But I didn't. I I was hands off. I had nothing to do with that one. All I did was uh, uh, threw it out there. And oh shit! I just got some results sent to me. Uh. Mike wrote, 2014, fucker. Don't look at 15 and 16, though. So apparently I had beaten the shit out of Mike in 2015 and 2016. Uh, Looks like at this half half Ironman we did, Mike finished in 502-34. While your old pal Eric, uh, I can't even see it, finished in 5.15.04. 
Well, all right. Well, let's see the other. Let's see 15 and 16. I'd love to see those ones. All right. So you got me on one. I'd still like to compare running times. Let's compare running times in the one you beat me on. You probably were faster on the bike. And then I caught you on the... I'll have to look it up. Look, all that shit doesn't matter. Uh, All right. So maybe you did beat me at one. All you need to know is that October 17th, you're right. This is like pro wrestling. It's going to go down. It's the battle. It's been a long time since I've been in one of these. There was a time that I raced that uh, that fucking uh, uh, bro Bennercrombie in the half in the uh, in the half mile. That was that was humiliating to lose to his drunken ass. But this this is going to be a redemption race. It's all it's all going down. My God, twenty weeks, twenty weeks from right now, October seventeenth. Mike Ball, who's in great shape, I'm going to catch him. I'm going to rub his fucking nose and shit. At the Grand Rapids Half Marathon. Oh, I'm so happy about this. Eye of the Tiger. Asshole of the day coming up. What have we talked about? You had the temper tantrum by the ridiculous idiot at the Iron Men game. You had the asshole squirrel being talked about. My issues with the gutters, the weed eater, not repairing the toilet. These are all things that could emerge for an asshole of the day candidate. Limo work. Uh, guy left his whiskey behind. Birthday party getting recognized. Uh, saw a tiger. Young wedding party. The kids singing terrible songs to me. Uh, those kids. To me, that's that that those kids are going to be assholes of the day. For singing uh, WAP to me. 12 and 13 year old girls singing WAP to my face. It, it has to be that, right? To me, that's a clubhouse favorite. Uh, we talked about scumbag Mike Ball. Uh, we talked about the uh, ultra marathon where all the Chinese guys died. We had great emails of the day. Probably a whole lot more we talked about, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Throw in your nominations for Asshole of the Day on the live stream. Thank you to Gift of Life Michigan. Thank you to them for being part of the show. And, uh, so that I can engage the audience about how they can fill out their donor cards. I would love it very much if you would do just that. Go to giftoflifemichigan.com. Uh, actually, click on the logo at, the, uh, at my website, ericsaintshow.com, and then just uh, it'll take you right to the page about how you can get all the information you need about being an organ donor, okay? Thank you to my friends at Gift of Life Michigan. I don't know why that is making noise. Okay, who's going to be our asshole today? What do we have for nominations? Any seconds? Uh, Dean says, asshole of the day. This is what I deal with. This is the level of stupidity I deal with with this fucking caveman. He says, asshole of the day. He calls Whitmer a Nazi, which is such a stupid thing to say. A Nazi. You know, she uh, 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 compares her to the man who led the Holocaust. It's such a stupid thing to say. Uh, Nazi Whitmer for not wearing masks and putting tables together. Well, she's vaccinated, so no one really cares about the mask thing anymore. And she apologized, so no big deal. Uh, I would just say that's a dumb move, but I don't think she's a Nazi and you're a dumbass. All right. Uh, The squirrel, Tony says. How about that? 
Tandy says, asshole of the day, governor of Michigan. Well, you're just as dumb as Dean. Uh, lies, our governor, Cardi B, for making that horrible song. Whitmer and her let them eat cake attitude. Well, you're stupid, too. Uh, all right. Josh says, I went to school with Benner Crombie. Yeah, he's an asshole. I never really, I never really liked that guy. Uh, Dean says, look out, BJ. Now you're going to be blocked by Kenny, too. Boo-hoo. Oh, no. It continues. It continues. The war continues between Kenny and Dean. Kenny's going to respond with, yeah, fuck you and fuck your family. (laughs) Dean throws out an insult like that, and Kenny always responds with, yeah, well, I hope your fucking kids die. Fuck you. I hate you, you fucking cunt. Kenny goes crazy. Yeah, well, I hope you fucking die. I heard from one of the Zaniacs who said, why Why is he going so berserk over this? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not involved. I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. I have nothing to do with it. I'm just watching it all unfold. Josh says, I could punch someone in the face and apologize. I'm still an asshole, though. Big fucking deal. She put the tables together. Someone caught her. I mean, obviously it was an accident because she did it out in public. I mean, who would intentionally do that? I mean, come on. She looks like an asshole. She admitted it. Jeez. And then you stupid clowns act like it's the end of the world. Michigan is a great state because of her effort to keep us safe. And the quicker you dumbasses acknowledge that, uh, you're 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 going to be able to put this behind you. She did a great job. I don't know why you guys have such a hard on for her. Um, let's see. Asshole of the day. Ah, by the way, asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Thank you to them. Asshole of the day. Um, we have several. The kids singing Cardi B are the assholes of the day. Okay? Absolutely. The kids singing Cardi B have won this award. The look on my face as I was driving down the road. The mortification. It was absolutely terrible. The worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, Josh says, asshole of the day. Zane for his bad judgment. Shut up. Uh, Dirk says, Michigan has a higher death count than Florida, which has been open since last April and has a higher population. Yeah, nice try. Nice try. You're with that whole lump of... you're, You're like the king of all the assholes. You're the top asshole, okay? Uh, asshole of the day for making you feel uncomfortable. Uh, Wendy writes, the parents of the little girls that were singing WAP to you. No, you can't throw them under the bus because kids, okay, have a knack for for finding this shit out without the knowledge of the parents, okay? So I cannot throw the parents under the bus there. 
I, I, there is no way in hell those parents were like, yeah, go ahead, yeah, sing that song. That's a great song. It just, it just doesn't add up. Just kids being kids. But, my God, I can't believe they had the nerve to do that, though. I think that they were slowly working their way to that song. They said, yeah, we're really going to blow his mind now. Let's play the Cardi B song. All right, guys, I appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks so much. You guys are the best. We will talk to you on the Patreon coming up in, uh, well, 37 minutes. Till next time, folks. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.